What's up, guys? So Kyle and I recorded this podcast on Monday. A couple little things that have come out, news-wise, updates-wise. Um, Mike Evans, hamstring injury, that ended his season last year. Definitely something to keep an eye on. That really sucks uh, for anybody with Tampa players and just people that like fun football. Um, Miles Sanders also banged up still to start the week, has been limited in practice, but he is practicing. Something to keep an eye on as well. Eagles might be very limited on offense um, playing Washington this week one. The big, big thing that happened, though, and I wanted to get out in front of this news because it uh, ties directly into one of my week one predictions. DeAndre Hopkins is a rich, rich man. Two years, $54.5 million, I think. So a little over $27 million a year. Um, holy shit. That is buku money. Uh, I have been saying all along I do not think he's going to have a very good season with the Cardinals. Um, I'm not entirely off that take, but clearly the Cardinals have big plans for him because I haven't looked at their payroll, but I'm pretty sure that makes him the highest paid player on that team. Um, so they've got plans for him. He's going to be heavily involved. Uh, so keep that in mind when we talk about this uh, week one prediction for DeAndre Hopkins. This news came out after that. So, all right, here's the pod. Did Can you I tell it? you a funny story? Yes, please do, actually. Last night, we were uh, doing a little fun Sunday fun day. Okay. Know, and uh, we had made it back to, we got back to uh, Todd and Katz because there was a line everywhere and everything closes earlier now. So, um, so we were just drinking some beers there and hanging out. They put on WAP and, you know, Anthony wanted me to do the WAP dance naturally. Naturally. Because... I'm an incredible dancer and I'm voluptuous. So basically I'm Cardi B. Yep. Um, so I started doing it. <laughs> I was doing the on the ground, like kind of moving your hips and pounding on the ground that part. And mm-hmm. I fucking ripped ass. <laughs> <laughs> the fart just came out like totally unexpected. Amazing. It just escaped me. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know, not much has changed in my life. <laughs> you know what, Jake? You're consistent. That's all I know. Mm-hmm. Damn fool. Welcome to the 421 Fantasy Football Podcast. With your hosts, Jake Cow and Kyle Call. We only go to bed and wake up three more times before we don't have to do that again with football before we don't do that again for over four months. How pumped are you right now, Jake? Yeah. Man, that's so awesome. I Yeah, I thought about that first thing when I woke up this morning. I was like... I know, right? I can't wait. Uh, and it's a great game to start off with, too. Chiefs, yep. Texans. It's going to be a little weird, right? Empty stadium. But um, I couldn't... I don't know. I'm pumped cannot wait and yeah. by the way thrilled i don't know about you but do you have any players going that night i got um i have ceh i have will fuller oh shit who do you got, got a couple guys uh i have david johnson in one of the i don't even remember which league i think it's fourth Are you gonna but sit i him? might i might not play him really I might, might, 
I might start Antonio Gibson over him. We'll see. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Bro League, fourth and one. What's up, everyone? We are just days away from the kickoff to find out whose fantasy team is actually legit and whose fantasy team isn't. Uh, but don't worry, Jake is here to give you some power rankings at the end of the episode. So in case you uh, don't want to have to wait until uh, the games are actually played and points are scored, Jake will tell you whether or not your team's any good uh, before the end of the episode. Right, Jake? Spoiler. <laughs> Everybody's team sucks. Except yours. Um, except for mine. No, we'll, we'll talk about it more, but it's going to be a, it's going to be a really competitive year. I'm excited. I can't wait. And the Superflex thing makes it really, really difficult, too, because sure. I don't know, because we, we just don't know. We just don't know how, um, how it's all going to work out. But anyways, um, on the front end here, the only boring thing I have for everybody, I know this is going to come as a shocker. Some people haven't paid their league fee. So let's go ahead and get those league fees in. Uh, I know we deal with this every year, but uh, I know we forget. So just a friendly reminder, I haven't texted anybody individually yet, but I will if I have to. All right. Um, on the front end, Jake, I have a question for you. Is there any storyline that you are most excited about, happy for, interested in for this year? Just like... Big time, just big picture storyline stuff for the 2020 NFL season. Uh, I'm excited for the NFC South battle. Yep. New Orleans has kind of run that show for a little while. Yep. Uh, and now Tampa has Tom Brady, who will not throw 30 interceptions, presumably. Um, so I think that's going to be freaking awesome, man. That team, Tampa Bay is a really good team. Um, I didn't realize I, I didn't realize how good their defense was until I went through and, and looked at their stats and um, really they got screwed over by having so many turnovers last year they got put in a lot of bad positions that should be shored up this season um, so I'm excited for that I'm a, I I love the Saints I feel like the Saints are like my second team outside of the Cowboys yeah every um, year with I them them to win the Super Bowl for like the last three seasons and. Uh, yeah, so we'll see. It should be a fun, should be a fun battle between those teams. I have two. Um, one is my new hometown, which is mm -hmm. North Carolina, and Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, after nearly having to have his leg amputated, he has worked his way back uh, over three years or so to get a starting position in the NFL, and he's got one, and he's got a great, young, awesome, innovative coaching staff around him that's not going to be afraid to do some cool stuff with him. It's going to be a very experimental year for the Panthers. I don't expect huge things from them, but I'm I'm happy for Teddy Bridgewater. Great, just like an awesome dude too, by the way. So yeah. I'm excited for that. And the other one is the hashtag let Russ cook. You know, I have been a huge Russell Wilson fan uh, since his rookie year. Uh, our, I think it was our second Super Bowl in Vegas. That was, to this date, the most fun one I have ever had. Uh, just from a betting, from a game standpoint, that was awesome. I would love to see the Seattle Seahawks let Russ cook this year. Go from, you know, league low in passing and highs in rushing to swapping that almost or even just averaging it out, especially with how efficient he is. I think I think we could see a really great year from him, and he's still in his prime, so... Those are the two things I got on my mind. 
Anything else before we dive in? Well, you know, What's up? he's going to be Mr. Unlimited Mr. this uh, year. I know. So. I, I should make that a drop, especially if my team is good in that league. But uh, we'll just wait. We'll wait on that one. All right, let's get into it. It's time for the weekend recap. All right, let's do some news and updates. Biggest signing, biggest news of the weekend. There was a couple big cuts and stuff, but the biggest one, the most impactful one, was Adrian Peterson. He signed with the Detroit Lions for about a million bucks, uh, mostly in incentives. This really hurts on Johnson, DeAndre Swift, in my opinion. But, Jake, I'm curious to you before I'm – I forgot to look up who has Adrian Peterson and on and all that. But what, what, were your, uh, what were your initial thoughts on this one? Yeah, I, I wasn't a big fan of uh, on or AP – or excuse me, on or DeAndre Swift anyways. But, yeah, I think this, this definitely hurts him. Um, I was trying to talk to Todd about this yeah, just last night. Who who was the running back, um, really slow dude for the Lions who would get me? He every time he scored a touchdown, he would jump up in the stands and do the little wave thing oh with the fans. My. I can't remember that dude's name, but that's what AP is going to be for that team. I think he's just going to be like the bruiser back. And then you're still going to have carry on and DeAndre Swift come in and I mean, relieve and do passing down stuff. Yeah. But AP is going to eat up a lot of, a lot of that value for, for carry on. And Adrian Peterson's on waivers. Really? Fourth. Yep. And then let's see if he's on waivers in, uh, Henry has him in Broly. Good for you, Henry. Have fun with that. I don't think that from a, standpoint actually you know what i wasn't gonna make one of my i told you before i had a bonus um i had a bonus bold prediction that we're gonna get into here in a little bit um oh yeah now i knowing now that we started here and knowing everything i know we're gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna unleash that bonus one um overall i think it just kills all lines running back but i will say and it's gonna go with a theme (laughs) Do you think that this is an indication that the Lions are just simply they're in. They're trying to do the best they can to win this year. Yeah, for sure. Their their team was really good last year mm-hmm. when Stafford was healthy. Yep. Um we're going to talk about our division picks and everything. Yeah. At some point in this podcast. I I like the Lions this year for sure. All right, next piece of news I had. Did you know that um there will be I know you don't like him anyways, but on uh, Twitter and a lot of other like social media stuff, the Collinsworth slide-in, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. On Sunday Night Football, whenever he slides into the picture. You know, they, they're, yeah. they're not going to be able to do that this year? Oh, because they got to stay... They have to, yeah, they have to stay apart, socially distanced. Yep, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's, that's great for... Uh, what's his partner's name? Marv Albert? Al Al Michaels, uh, Al Michaels, and yeah. they're gonna give Al Michaels uh, uh, breaks this year uh, because or like bye weeks because uh, they're phasing him out. They're uh, Mike Tirico is gonna be replacing him starting I think either next year or the year. Really? After. Yep. Mm-hmm. So Al Michaels is about to uh, step down. Huh. Well, had a hell of a career. Last thing, last. This is before we get. I don't know if there's anything on your mind, but. Um, here's something that annoyed me on Twitter this week, <laughs> uh, other than just like a lot of things, but so the 53 man <laughs> rosters were announced this week and mm-hmm. it was sort of like the, uh, there's a segment that they do on this podcast. I think it's called the press box. 
they, it's called the overworked Twitter joke. I'm going to try my best to find keep the overworked Twitter joke um, just a running list. Here was the overworked Twitter joke uh, this week. After all the 53-man rosters were announced, it was really trendy to tweet out, blank player made the roster, and blank player is one of the best players in the league. I'll give you a couple of examples. CMC has made the 53-man roster. Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes has made the 53-man roster. Lamar Jackson has made the 53-man roster. Okay, you're funny. I get it. I wish that I had the social media chops that you did. Oh, my God. Anyways, that's all I had. It was kind of boring. Anything anything top of mind for you? Uh, Raquel Armstead went to the COVID-19 after the big talk about uh, Leonard Fournette last week. And <laughs> so, yeah, that was it. Raquel Armstead went to the and this weekend – the Jacksonville Jaguars brought in uh, Devonta Freeman to did, work out. Did not agree on so, a contract. It came out today. No contract yet, yep. but uh, it's something to keep an eye on for sure. Anything else? That's it, man. All right. Well, let's do some season-long previews, and let's do the divisions first, and then we'll get to before we spoil what our – because our division picks have a lot to do with our bets too. So let's go mm-hmm. through the AFC and – this is the order that uh, I had East, North, South, West. So AFC East. The big storyline, of course, is Patriots or Bills, the only two teams. Patriots had an over-under of nine, as did the Bills, which was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Which way did you go on this one? I went with the Pats. Yeah. Um, I just I think the, the Patriots are still a good football team in that. And the only difference is they – downgraded from Tom Brady to Cam Newton, which is not necessarily a downgrade. I think it kind of opens up some different things for him. So um, Bills are a good team. Well, they also they had right there. But. I mean, I, I picked the Patriots too, but they lost like four or five of their starters to uh, to COVID options. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Their, their defense is going to be a lot different this year. But. Yeah, the last time that we've had a season, an AFC East without Tom Brady was 20, 2009. Uh, or excuse me, 2008. They still won 10 games. They lost the division, but they were right there with a 10 with a double digit win season. So yeah, um, and that that's was, been the safest bet. Yep, in football for a decade. So. That's right. Okay, AFC North. So last year it was the Ravens. They were the runaway favorite. Or they were the uh, they they ran away with the division. They were not the favorites. In fact, the favorites actually last year. Do you remember who the favorites were last year in this division? One of the Steelers? Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns had so much hype around them. I could be wrong what? on that one, but I'm fairly certain <laughs> that the Cleveland Browns were the favorite to win uh, that division last year. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, I should have double-checked, but I'm I, I'm pretty sure I, I knew that just because all that. So, But anyways, Ravens yeah. won the division last year. Lamar Jackson, the MVP, he is still there. The Steelers were really the only team that could have challenged. In fact, the Steelers were pretty good. All things mm-hmm. considered, but they lost Ben Roethlisberger. He's coming back. That Steelers defense is projected to be the number one defense, though we don't play with defenses. I was looking it up. They're the projected number one uh, fantasy defense for the season. Yeah. Who did you go with? I went with the Ravens. Yep. I, I went chalk here. Um, Lamar Jackson's just too good. That defense is still solid as well. Like, But they just, man, they just rolled over teams last year. So until we see that slow down, that's my pick. Yep. I went with Ravens too. And I just remember hearing, I think it's going to be close. I think the Steelers are going to be right there with them. I just remember somebody saying, Hey, 
here's how we're going to slow down Lamar Jackson and then playing a Zoom video. It was like, <laughs> you can't you can't learn how to slow <laughs> down Lamar Jackson by you watching YouTube. And, like, there's just Seriously? no way. There's no way. Like, if you couldn't do it last year, now you're supposed to just watch video and figure it out. Like, mm-hmm. the dude was legit. I don't know. I, and they're going to be – I mean, he – so his over under on yards was not over a little over nine hundred. He worked, rushed for what twelve hundred last year. He's not gonna rush mm-hmm. as much, but he doesn't have to. <laughs> like all he has to do is like throw a little bit more and then rush a little bit less, and he's still. I don't. To me, it's it's absurd yeah. if you don't like the Ravens. Yeah, there, he's a monster. Uh, the in the AFC South. So if you recall this time last year, the AFC South was in disarray mostly because Indianapolis Colts. In the middle of camp, had Andrew Luck retire. Didn't that feel like a year ago? They ended up paying Jacoby Brissett because they had some extra money. Now, of course, uh, they've moved on from – well, Brissett's still on the team, but they've moved on. They have the number one offensive line, and they bring in Phillip Rivers, which is pretty exciting. they got a great defense. They have the team that they built for Andrew Luck. Course, Tennessee Titans are the team that ended up winning it with behind uh Ryan Tannehill took over Marcus Mariota in the middle of the season. Derrick Henry rushing title leader, great defense. Mike Vabrel went in and uh beat the Ravens and the Patriots, fell short to the Chiefs after being up 10 to 0. And then, of course, there's the Jacksonville Jaguars, which I almost forgot about them, and then you know, the Texans. With Deshaun Watson, and they've traded away. Oh my God, what do they do? Hopkins is, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing, but I still like them. I went with the Texans. <laughs> We're just going down the same line here. I went with the Texans too. Um, and I went with them mostly because I think they've. This is, this is like a year where consistency means more than anything, I think. Yep. Um, Colts have had some changes. Titans were like a pretty new up and coming team. Ryan, Ryan Tannehill's first year is the full time. Um, so I went with that. This this division is always a shit show, in my opinion. It's like it's <laughs> right. it's a it's a dart throw. Just take who you think has the best odds and go with it. That's, you know what I think about the most with this division? I think about Tennessee Jacksonville Thursday Night Football Week Six. That just for some reason, that's just always the the game that comes to my mind when I think about the AFC South and Thursday night football. That terrible mm-hmm. Jacksonville, Tennessee game. It's gonna be seventeen to eighteen. Something weird that like, you know, it's gonna be a score gami. It's gonna be nuts. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I'm with you. I like the Texans here. I think that the Texans are a lot of folks are looking because they're not even like the favorites in their division. It's the Colts by like kind of by quite a bit. The Texans are third in this division. Um, Bill O'Brien is a pretty good, pretty legit coach. I think so. I also think that Deshaun Watson is a pretty legit quarterback. That combination in a year, like you said, with consistency being the most important thing, granted they did bring in Brandon cooks, but still nonetheless, uh, your your core is there. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm with you. I, I just, I can't, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just looking at the odds and I'm getting that confused with. But I, I feel like people don't like the Texans because they don't like Bill O'Brien. But Bill O'Brien, for his faults are on the GM side. Like he's a t- he makes terrible deals. But I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. All right, the West. I don't. I don't think we need to spend much time here. Nope. Uh, we went the same here. Chiefs. Yep. I'm curious to see how far They're you have them going. All right, let's. Uh, and wild card teams. Did you pick any or no? 
Uh, Steelers and the for a while. Steelers and the who? Bills. Bills. Okay. Yep. That's who I had as well. So that was boring. Jesus. Yep. So we both left We're out Tennessee. Changes here. I know. Well, we both left out Tennessee. I'm curious as to why did you leave Tennessee out? Uh, I I just don't know if that's consistent in today's NFL to be that dependent on the run. And right. I don't know. I did it. It doesn't. It didn't feel like something that was going to be sustainable. Uh, granted, they went to the freaking AFC Championship and they were up big on the Chiefs. Um, but I just, I don't, I don't see that yeah. getting run back. I, I think teams will figure that out this season. Yeah. To me, they were the obvious one to, to leave out. Um, all right, let's get into the N- NFC, uh, NFC East. So this was the Cowboys division to lose last year and they lost it. <laughs> uh, it was mostly that, I mean, they have high expectations every year and I always go in with low expectations except for this year. I just feel like if they just had competent coaching last year, they could have at least won the division, and yet they couldn't get it done. This year, I think that they have competent coaching. I think this, from a talent standpoint, well, I've got them going pretty far. From a talent standpoint, it's as good as last year, right? But that's not really the point here, right? The biggest changes were, and we already talked about it, the risk with the Cowboys this year is the consistency. I mean, I, I skipped the bottom of the of this division, the Giants and Washington. I think both those teams, I think the Giants are still two, maybe three seasons away. And I think the uh, Washington football team, excuse me, uh, isn't even isn't anywhere near isn't anywhere close to being competing for a division. Uh, it was really just between them and the Eagles. The Eagles have a ton of injuries already. They, they should be fine, right? Um, but overall, I, I think I think this is the Cowboys' division once again to lose, and let's hope they don't. I agree. I was trying to look this up right now. Um, so I, I, I took the Cowboys, and it, like you, I have them going quite far. Um, I can't find this stat, but we were we were something. I mean, we had like seven one one score games. And I think we went like one and six in them. Yeah, they, which I, mm-hmm. I think that that's wholly centered on coaching and discipline and things of that nature. And I mean, there was there was games where like the the play calling down the stretch was just horrendous. And I know Kellen Moore was supposed to be calling the play calls, but there were definitely some times where it felt like Jason Garrett was in charge, or at least telling Kellen Moore kind of like what direction they he needed to take it so well they would run um, on first down which every they, they ran on first down they stopped using um they stopped using play action you could just tell like mm-hmm. it was just like okay we became so pretty you and i would be texting each other yeah. here comes two runs and then a pass two runs and then yeah. a pass it's like i don't know it was which is so weird because the first couple of weeks coming out we were like incredibly creative offense we were fucking gunslinging it Against really bad teams, granted, but you know, we we just like changed the whole identity of the team after a little while. It felt like so. Um, I think that gets fixed this year. I think if we have seven one-score games this year, it's more like a four and three type of record in those games. So yeah, I just um, looked it up. I, I just counted it manually, but it looked like seven and then a one and six. So they won yeah. one out of the seven. So yeah, it's terrible. 
That's really bad. Dallas bad Cowboys. Stat. Here we go. Let's do it. What about the mm-hmm. NFC West? So last year, obviously, this team. Pretty sure this team or this um, this division at like it's like seven out of nine or something. It's something absurd, right? It's two Seahawks, two 49ers, um, the Rams, and then the yep. 49ers. Maybe no. So it's maybe it's five out of seven or five out of eight years has sent the Super Bowl, sent the mm-hmm. team to the Super Bowl. I guess you could say, say the same for the AFC East, but it's all just one team. But nonetheless, the uh 49ers go to the Super Bowl last year. Very trendy sleeperish team last year. Um of course, right, they're already dealing with a ton of injuries. I their number one wide receiver, Debo, might come back. Um but other than that, I mean their defense stayed intact. Offensive line's pretty good, got their quarterback. Rams, they're trying to get it back to where they were just a few years ago. Seattle, hashtag let Russ cook. And then, you know, the very, very trendy team is the Arizona Cardinals with Kyler Murray having the step-up year uh, being compared to uh, Lamar Jackson. So who'd you go with? I went with Seattle. Um, I think the 49ers, we've seen this time and time again where a team has a a hangover after losing the Super Bowl. Um, I think that strikes them this year. I think they they start off slow and, and don't catch up. Uh, and then, yeah, the Cardinals just aren't, they're not ready. They, they, that's, that's going to be a super fun team to watch. I'm going to have a lot of fun gambling on them and I'm going to have a lot of their guys in my daily fantasy lineups, but, um, but I don't think they're, they're not ready to, to win a division yet. And then, yeah, I, I, I just, I don't really know what to make of the Rams right now. So for now, I'm going to go with tried and true, good defense, solid run game which is what I just said the Titans would not win with. So what the <laughs> fuck do I know? <laughs> I went with the Seahawks too, just because I think it's hashtag let Russ cook season. Um, yep. Part of me is in need of that because my fantasy team is sort of tied to him. But also I do think, I mean, just so, like reading the tea leaves from what a lot of the coaches and stuff have said, they all like they all make a joke about it, right? They're all joking like, no, actually, I think, I think we're just going to run it a little bit more. I, th- I think we could use a few more runs. Like it's, it's it's a big joke right now. They all know, hey, we've got Russell. Let's let him cook. Yeah. Uh, I went with the Seahawks too. Um, AFC or NFC South, and I think that this will be our first disagreement. Um, I'm curious to see where you went with it. Uh, this is obviously one of the most interesting divisions, just because Tom Brady coming into Tampa. Tom Brady going anywhere is instantly going to make it. But um, who'd you go with? I'm going to surprise you. I, I went with Tampa. I did not go with my beloved Saints. I figured. Um, yeah, I went with Tampa. Um, like I said, that that defense was really good last year. Uh-huh. Um, and they're offensively, I mean, good God. They've got Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, amazing one-two punch there. They've got Gronk. They've got O.J. Howard. They've got Leonard Fournette who can – Run, he's going to be running against empty fucking boxes, and we saw last year he can catch passes out of the backfield. they got Ronald Jones, who can be explosive at time. So I think their team is, is just – I think that's a beast team. I went with the Saints, and the only reason I didn't pick Tampa Bay is because of the consistency. I think that there is no team that models consistency year after year better than the Saints. This sure. is the perfect season for them. They can do a couple of wrinkles. they got Emmanuel Sanders now. Um just as another outlet. Not that I think he's going to be that much better, but it's just one more outlet. Like for the past couple of years, I mean, Jared Cook 
is the second best wide receiver option or receiving mm-hmm. option on the Saints. Sanders is legit. Um, yep. I don't have Tampa too far behind, so as we'll get to in just a moment. But I, I did go with the Saints, and I figured that we would. I was like, I was trying to think about where are we where are we going to differ as we've been going through this. All right. NFC North, then we'll do our wild cards, and then we'll get to a couple season longs, and then we'll uh, we'll do some week one stuff. Uh, NFC North, I think the two what, what storylines come to mind for you? For me, it's the Lions. Excuse me, uh, the Bears with Trubisky and <clears throat> Nick Foles, uh, and then we we now we've got some clarity on who won out that division, um, and the 2017 Super Bowl forever will just be the biggest. What the hell happened? Um, in the history of Super Bowls with Nick Foles somehow having a throwing basically a no hitter for four straight games and he can't even beat out Mitch Trubisky now, couldn't beat out Gardner. I don't know, dude, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, you got Aaron Rodgers. Uh, they drafted, um, what is it, Jordan Love behind him. So this yep. could be the last season of Aaron Rodgers, Stafford coming back, and of course, um, the Vikings. Again, you want to talk about consistency, but who'd you go mm-hmm. with? <sighs> This was this was the hardest one for me, uh-huh. and I don't know if I love my pick, but I went with the Packers. Um, they're just it's it's just a really good football team. I know they have their faults. Aaron Rodgers is a freaking diva, and he seems pretty upset about the Jordan Love thing. He doesn't really like Matt Lafleur, um, but even with all that there last year, they went thirteen and three. I mean, they they almost had the best record in the division are in the conference. Um, I I just don't see another team in the division beating them out. I went the Lions, and just like a little spoiler, I'm very high on the Lions this year. Mm-hmm. I think they pick up right where they left off, except for I think they're a more cohesive team from not just the players, but I more, more so from the coaching staff. Now, this could also go completely wrong for me because Matt Patricia's in the running for first, first coach fired, so I'm playing with fire here. But Packers, I think that what you're going to see is a, uh, an old guard, nude guard type deal, and I, I, I just really see a lot of disarray. Uh, I get to Chicago, and I just – I'm just – I mean, look, I've been really high on Allen Robinson – so I think that there could be some fantasy diamonds in the rough, if you will. But overall, that's not enough to win, in my view, the, the division. You get to the Vikings. They were the one, and now I'm, I'm kind of talking to myself. I'm like, why didn't I just pick the damn Vikings? Um, yeah, that's what I feel like. Yeah, I know. I'm like, that was actually the more obvious one. But I'm going with the Lions. That's going to be kind of one of my sleeperish teams this year. All right, who'd you have in wild card? Uh, so I have the Saints in the wild card. I think they're just they're too good to not make the playoffs. And then I have the Lions. I, I think okay. they're going to be really good as well. Um, yeah, I mean, like like you said, we could we could be way off on this, but I'm, I think they're going to have a good season. I did Bucks Rams. Um, Bucks for all the same reasons. I think they they weren't. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were a quarterback away last year, and then this year, um, I think the Rams bounce back. We both left off the 49ers. Yeah, I think it's just Super Bowl hangover. Uh, Super Bowl hangover. You see it every single year. Who's in your NFC? Or excuse me, your AFC conference championship. Who are the two teams you got? I went chalk Ravens and Chiefs. I had uh, Steelers Chiefs. Okay. And then NFC. Uh, Cowboys versus Seahawks. Hey, same. All right. Did you? <laughs> who do you got? Who, who's your Super Bowl? 
Uh, I have the Baltimore Ravens beating the Chiefs and facing the Dallas Cowboys. All right. I have have Chiefs-Cowboys. And who wins the Super Bowl? I I took the Cowboys. (laughs) Good for you. I fucking believe it this year. Yeah. I fucking believe it. It is so hard to repeat. So hard to repeat. But if anybody can do it, it's this Chiefs team. In a year where consistency, um, just having simply put the best freaking football player in Patrick Mahomes, all they have to do, all they have to do is basically be average on defense, which they will be average on defense. Um, Mm -hmm. And then get a full season from Mahomes. They're going to be just, they're going to be right there. So I, I went with the Chiefs for the Cowboys. That would be heartbreaking. Um, of course. Yeah. But be a uh, bad yeah. Trip let's do real, real quickly. We're kind of running a little bit long here, but let's just go through uh, d- uh, bets. Um, what are some of your favorites? Just give me like two or three of your favorite bets um, for the year. Uh, let's see. I'm going to try not to do all the Cowboys ones because <laughs> that's a that's boring for people. Um, I did. Uh, let's see, Tom Brady over 29 and a half touchdowns. Okay. So Tom Brady to get 30 touchdowns. And then let's see, I also took, um, Lamar Jackson over 3,199 and a half passing yards. So 3,200 passing yards or more for Lamar. And then who, who are some fun Super Bowl picks that I made? Oh, I took the Cowboys. Okay. Uh, at 20, 20 to one, I just feel like that's pretty good odds for them. Uh, I took the Ravens at down. six to one, and then I they're like sixteen yeah. to one now, I think. Yeah, and I took the Bucks also at eleven to one, just for just for funsies. Ooh, that's high, or that's that's low on the box. Okay, yeah. I had um, on the division, my best division bets were all I got all my worst odds were Seattle at plus two hundred, so I'll take that. But Texans at three twenty five, mm-hmm. Lions at four fifty. Uh, we both took. I'll, I'll do the boring deck. Um, we both, I think we both took the Dak and then I don't know if you did the Cowboys over under, but I did. It was stupid, but I took it. Uh, Dak, his over was 43, 19 and a half. Um, and then his touchdowns were 27 and a half. I took Mahomes touchdowns over 36 and a half. That seemed like money to me. Oh, fun. Um, I took Patriots over nine wins. Oh, um, okay. let's see here. I took an offensive player of the year. I took Dak. I couldn't find MVP, but I took Dak. I wouldn't have bet him MVP, but, uh, he's at 18 to one. And then TJ Watt defensive player of the year, 12 to one. Nice. Most receiving yards. Kenny Galladay, 18 to one. That's good. I like those odds. Matt Stafford as most passing yards, 12 to one. Yep. All right, man. If you hit on both of those, that's nice. Anything else on the season preview? Uh, no. That's it. All right. It's time for the week one. And what we're going to do is week one bold predictions. The fourth and one bold predictions. All right. So Jake and I, we each have three. These are completely random. Uh, just players. I don't, I'm kind of curious as to what you came up with here, Jake. But week one, it's always known for its surprises. Uh, there was a week where, um, wasn't it Kevin Ogletree, right? Remember, wasn't he the number one wide receiver with Tony Romo um, after week one? 
Yeah, Anyways, yeah, yeah. These week one always has something odd. I, I should have looked at what happened last year, but I didn't. All right, let's go back and forth. Start us off, Jake. What was your what was your first bold prediction? First bold prediction is I have Philip Rivers as a top three QB this week. Against Jacksonville. Against Jacksonville. I think that team's in disarray. Phil is going to come out swinging. Uh, we got healthy T.Y. back. We have Paris Campbell, um, you know, Naeem Hines catching out of the backfield. I think he's going to end up with a big, big you know, 400-yard game, something like that. Two sort of questions here related. First of all, is that at Jacksonville? No. It's in Indianapolis. I think it's in Indianapolis. I have it right here. I'll find. Ask your other question so that. <laughs> well, how much is the home? Yeah, it's at Jacksonville. How much is the home okay. away going to impact you this year? With none. And the reason why I'm asking for the fans, right? Yeah. If there's, I mean, it's it's still traveling. It's still playing somewhere else. It's still leaving your family behind and, and going on the road. Um, but yeah, I mean it. Some some of these stadiums are getting approved to have ten thousand people in them, but compared to when you're norm- used to having like seventy five thousand to one hundred thousand fans in that stadium, it's it's going to be completely irrelevant, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm curious, especially from a betting standpoint, because you know normally, you know, you just take the home underdogs week one, but this mm-hmm. year it's a little different. Anyhow, moving right yep. along, my first bold prediction is sort of a twofer here. It's a little um, self-pat on the back, but I don't know who else has Galladay and Matt Stafford, but I got Matt Matt Stafford throwing for 400 yards and five touchdowns. And Galladay getting eight receptions, 200 yards, and three touchdowns against Chicago, who was the number one DVOA (laughs) last year. Couple of stats for you. Stafford, before getting injured, was averaging 312 yards a game on pace for 5,000 yards and two and a half touchdowns, a little over two and a half touchdowns a game. Let's call that, you know, right around almost, what is that, two and a half times 16? That's about 40 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Baltimore, excuse me, Chicago is projected to be the number 10 or so defense. So this is my thought here. Do you remember that season, the 2013 Broncos? the very first game one where Peyton Manning went out and threw six or seven touchdowns and just lit it up and it was kind of setting the pace. That's what I've yeah. got for this. Uh, a little bit of a over or kind of overlap or um, just coincidence, really. Baltimore was the number nine team in DVOA that year, so still pretty good. The Bears are projected to be right around there by football outsiders. So I could really see, uh, and then you know they just paid Galladay too, right? He's gonna say, "Hey, look, I, I earned it," and he's gonna go out and he's gonna ball out, and he's gonna show them, show everybody uh, what's up, what's up for the season this year. It's bold. It's supposed to be bold. Yeah, I, I have uh, just piggybacking on that. I have a Matt Stafford, Marvin Jones stack in my first DK lineup. I couldn't afford Kenny Galladay. <laughs> Marvin Jones is good, undervalued. Yeah. All right, number two. What do you got? All right. My second one, this is a sad one. You know, I don't ever like to bet unders. I don't like to, I like to have fun. Uh, but I have DeAndre Hopkins. I'm going to say he finishes outside the top 20 this first week. Oh, so you went season long on, is that, you mean tip 20? No, 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 outside the top 20 of the first week. Oh, wow. Okay. 
Yeah. Against San Playing Francisco. San Fran That's tough. San Fran defense. Uh, first year with this new offense. I, I don't think he's going to have a great season, um, season long, but I think he gets started very slow. What about any of the other Cardinal wide receivers? Would you then put money on a Kirk or a Fitzgerald? Um, this can't... first week I'm staying away from Cardinals. Really? Okay. I went with Leonard Fournette has three rushing touchdowns. And less than 30 total rushing yards. So they don't trust him with... <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> he just taking carries inside the five, basically? Well, okay, so I was texting you to try and find... I could have sworn it was like a week one type deal or something like that, but there was a season where the Patriots... I could have sworn... I, I might just be putting different things together. I'm getting old, but... Where it was like Sony Michelle, like Garrett Blunt, somebody's opened the season with like three rushing touchdowns. I could have sworn you even bet them to like win like the uh, most touchdowns that season. But anyways, yeah, I figure like look, Leonard Fournette, he's not really in the game plan. He's got a week to learn, right? With Tom Brady passing, um, pass blocking, etc. That's just not going to happen week one. Over the season, Fournette could totally beat out Rojo. But where don't you need pass blocking? Where do you just need to know? Just get the ball like two, three yards or whatever it is. The goal line. And mm -hmm. the Patriots, I didn't even look to see who they're playing. Or the Patriots, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Week one, they should have plenty of goal line opportunities. I figured Fournette would get thrown in yeah. there, right? Rojo didn't do a great job last year. So yeah, that's my that's my bold prediction. It's fun. I like that. That's fun. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's more fun than me being mean to DeAndre. Okay, now I'm back on fun. <laughs> and this is just about a fantasy team in Bro League. Just predicting that Todd's team is going to come out hot and yep. score at least 180 points. I would not be surprised if we saw a 200 burger right off the bat. So, um, I was texting yeah. Tyler about Todd's team. I showed him because Tyler was like, how the hell did y'all let Todd get Adams and Julio? Yeah. And I sent yeah. him the whole roster. Todd, this is what he said. He said um, he's a he's a lock for playoffs. Or I'll, I'll find the actual uh, text here in just a second. But Tyler loved your team. And Tyler's sort of, he's my proxy for, did I, am, I, am I doing something <laughs> right at Fantasy? Said, yeah, his team is looking like an automatic playoff team. So well done, Todd. I agree. Uh, rankings coming up soon. I like Todd's team. I won't. I won't tell you what number I have him at. All right, my last one, and then I've got a bonus one here, just because you did uh, one non-fun one. I'm going to close it out with a non-fun one. But first, Deshaun Jackson is the highest scoring wide receiver. Second, Hell yeah, only to Kenny Galladay. Uh, I think. Okay. That, <laughs> <laughs> I look. Washington is the 27th rate packs defense. In 2019, they didn't do very much. I think they signed Landon Collins. Um, I think he's, you know, he, he's had a pretty good contract, so apparently he's pretty good. But they got rid of Josh Norman, who was horrible last year. Last year, their secondary allowed almost just a titch shy of 69% completions. Nice. 68.7 to be exact. Um, <laughs> here's what their defensive backs coach said. We're going to pride ourselves in being flexible and being versatile on the back end. 
players will learn to play multiple positions, whether that be a corner being able to play nickel or whether that be a safety having to go to slide and nickel at some, uh, uh, slide in at nickel some or play outside. Again, you're learning how to play multiple positions through Zoom. Um, again, I just don't like Jack. You got Jack Del Real implementing a new scheme. Lots of players trying to communicate, never communicate with each other before. Next thing you know, you're going to have Deshaun Jackson off to the races for his second 50-yard bomber. Also, he's the only legit wide receiver on that team week one. So I'm going with Deshaun Jackson as the second highest scoring uh, wide receiver of uh, week one. Deshaun Jackson is also in my fantasy lineup for DK. Last one. And this one's just being mean, but I'm just going to set the tone now. Just start, you know, start, start talking shit. I got Irvin Martinez being the lowest scoring team of all fantasy uh, teams uh, between Bro League and fourth <laughs> this year. Have you seen his roster? Let me see here. I'll Where read it to you. Here? He has both Deshaun Watson, or excuse me, Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Swift, and carry on Johnson in his starting lineup. Oof. Miles Sanders Oof. is in there. I mean, granted, look, I'm starting Miles Sanders as my RB2. Or excuse me, R, yeah, RB2. He's got him as his RB1. Um, you think Oof. about uh, his wide receivers, and it has not loaded for me yet. Um, his wide receivers yeah. were... <laughs> Michael Thomas, but then... Legit. Cortland Sutton, DK Metcalf. That's not bad. But the running back situations, ugh. and then you already like mentioned it. it, Kyler Murray playing San Francisco Week One, mm-hmm. and yeah, I, I'm just out on I'm out, I'm out on that team Week One. It might pick up down the road, but lowest yeah. scoring team Week One of all Bummer, of them. Dude. Irvin, bring it! All right, suck to suck. Anything else we missed before we do get into the power rankings? No, I think that's it. Okay, this were your bro rankings preseason. Uh-huh. For those that want to know how much they've moved up or how well you impressed Jake, I was number 10. You ranked yourself number 9. Mm-hmm. Todd was number 8. Let's see here. Diego was this is, 7. This is for bro? Okay, yeah. yeah. Diego was 7. Eric was 6. Anthony Rodriguez, Anthony Garcia, five and four. Brian was third. Henry was second. Irvin was number one. And then on the fourth and one, we had Todd, Jake, me, 10-9-8. We had Dobrats, Eric, Steve, seven six five. Uh, Anthony Rodriguez, Richard, Tyler, four three two, and you put Israel as number. One because of his extensive planning and uh, mock, uh, live mock drafts with uh, multiple. Um, before we get into this, was there anything, any big kind of just overall thing that you had about the rankings? Like when you were looking at the teams, did you notice anything? Uh, there's only a couple of teams I feel like that are locks to not make playoffs. As of right now. Meaning that I think this is, as of right now, I think this is a super, super competitive season uh, in both leagues. Um, and it's really, yeah, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be a toss up, man, a lot of times. 
Um, and you can just see, too, in our projected scores. I mean, we have a ton of people that are projected for like 145 points. Yeah. Um, which is – and their projections are always pretty conservative. Um, so Especially in week I, one. It's going to be a fun year, man. It's, so cool. real right. quick before we start, yeah. too, just so everybody knows kind of how I did this instead yeah, of just yeah. – looking at a team and saying, fuck that team. Um, Which is what so I, I wanted through, you to do. Well, I did that pre-draft. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Fair. Fair. So I went through and basically looked at the n- number of players that you had were, that were projected for a top 20 finish. So this is all just based on projections. Obviously, we haven't played any games yet, so we don't know how people are going to be. That's what it based it off of. Uh, it took the percentage of players that you had projected for a top 20 finish. And then I had like a weighted scale basically emphasizing running back and wide receiver. And then quarterback, also pretty important. Okay. And if you have three tight ends that are projected to finish top 20, Israel, I did not give you a whole <laughs> lot of score for that. Because gotcha. what the fuck? Who yeah. cares? You, can only, um, you only have to start one. You only have to start one, and they don't score a lot of points anyway. So top 20 tight end is not important as much. Uh, So, yeah, so that's how I did it. Um, If anybody doesn't like it, they can go. So you tried to use some science. I tried to put some science behind it. All right, fair enough. But You ready? Yeah. What league league you want to start with? Let's start with Bro League. Okay. It's what you've been waiting for. Are you ready to find out just how good your team is? Well, prepare to get pissed off. Because we're about to say your team sucks. It's time for the weekly power rank. Bro League kicking it off, Jake. Who's number 10? Oh, shit. I won't say that most teams suck, but I will say number 10, Diego, your team sucks. Hell yeah. Super generous guy, honestly. Left us a lot of great players to draft for the rest of the league. No running backs projected for a top 20 finish. That team's garbage. That's garbage. All right, number nine. Garbage. Number nine, Anthony Garcia. Mm, Poor auto-draft. Hard to blame him for this. Auto-drafted, and it only took one quarterback. I think that's going to set him back really bad. I like that team overall, though. I thought he had some really good value. Oh, yeah. Overall, yes. He's got three running backs projected for top 10 finishes which is impressive. Yeah. All right, number eight. Number eight is Urban. Uh, he really has bad running backs. We just talked about it. <laughs> yeah. uh, carry on Johnson and DeAndre Swift, both in your starting lineup. That shit ain't going to get it done, man. Uh, from one of the, the highest scoring team last year, Yeah. he had that heartbreaking <laughs> to not even like, basically contending, trying to avoid the uh, the... the golden toilet all right number eight or excuse me number seven number seven is anthony rodriguez um so you know bro draft came first and anthony had zero preparation so he used this draft as a warm-up and it shows Mm -hmm. his fourth and one team is a little better so uh he was not prepared for this draft he kept asking me should i draft this guy i was like fuck you dude like i'm i'm i want to draft that guy so i'm not telling you anything yeah get out get out of here not great. Number six. Number six is Eric. Okay. Uh, I, I, Eric's team name is like top three, top five all time. I think Zeke and Destroy yep. is 
Well, that picture is great too with That's, Kirk Hammett and. Oh, uh, the picture is yeah. so incredible. Uh, the team does not follow up with that, unfortunately. unfortunately. Uh, he's only got one running back projected for a top twenty finish. Leonard Fournette, if he comes on, then that could turn. Week team one, around, but three touchdowns, number five. Yep, heard it here. Number five, <laughs> Brian. Uh, Brian gets zero credit for this because his daughter drafted his team from his phone on the app. Good. Um, wow. He was hanging out with his kids. He let her basically run the show and a little Reese draft. Is that Brian just team. like uh, kind of having an out? Cause like, it's a, that's a total win-win situation, right? Your team is great. Like yeah. My daughter drafted it. Isn't she awesome? Your team's horrible. My daughter drafted. Like, Isn't she awesome? Yeah. You know what? Choxy's drafting all of my teams now. Number four. <laughs> Number four is me. Listen, Alvin Kamara and Joe Mixon finna fuck all y'all up, okay? Take note. Be ready. All right. Number three. Number three is Henry. Ooh. Uh, Henry came in with a with a really freaking good team here. Um, he's got three running backs projected for top ten finishes. I don't love his wide receivers as much, but I think Allen and Cooks finish higher than they're projected, so I think he's got a pretty good team. Number two? Number two is you. Uh, the team name also factored into this. <laughs> uh, but the, the Fresh Prince of Hell era, that's pretty awesome. Uh, you did a good job getting running back wide receiver depth. Um, have a good time. Also. Number one. I'm like, number one, we all knew it, man. Freaking Todd. Christian McCaffrey, Julio Jones, Devonta. I don't want to fucking play this team. Nope. All righty. Let's keep it going. Number. Let's go to fourth and one. Ten. Fourth and one. Ten is Israel, dude. What the fuck, man? We we <laughs> you draft four or five every time. quarterbacks every year, and now you only draft two, but you take three tight ends. Number nine. Garbage. Get out. Number nine is Dobrats. Uh, Dobretz only has one running back and one right receiver projected for top 20. Huh. And they're both, like, in the teams. Wow. Not great. Yeah. Not, yeah, surprising. He's normally pretty good at this. Number eight. I know. I was surprised. Number eight is Eric. Um, Eric's got a lot of talent at the top of his lineup. Uh, I don't see enough depth on the team, though, to be frightened by it. Number seven. Number seven is Steve. And I was really surprised by this because ESPN has him ranked as the number one team in our league right now. Uh, only one wide receiver top 20, no quarterbacks top 20. And uh, he's he spent, you know, McCaffrey and uh, Kelsey are going to be beasts, but outside yep. of that, not a lot of depth. Six. Number six was Todd. Uh, Todd did the QB QB at 10 11. Went. Prescott and, and Watson, that obviously hurts. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun for him. Other positions, but I'm so excited to see how that works out. Five. Number five is Richard. Uh, also, like Anthony, zero preparation, but still came <laughs> in and, and had a pretty good they don't, team. Turns out they don't make uh, super flex magazines. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Number four. Number four was you. Okay. Uh, you have... Two players at every position, running back, wide receiver, quarterback, tight end, projected for a top 20 finish. Okay. Pretty solid. Oh, Pretty solid. Did not know that. Number three. Yeah. Number three is me, Hell Cooper yeah. Cup and Amari Cooper. Get ready for <laughs> That's it. all you got? Okay. Number two. You better bring the loo. You better bring the loo. <laughs> Number two. 
Number two, this is going to be a surprise. I put Tyler here. Oh, wow. Uh, and, and one and two could kind of swap for me in this here. But okay. Tyler, uh, so Tyler has 56% of his players, nine players projected yeah. for top 20 finishes. Awesome at the top and got pretty good depth. The only reason that number one is Anthony yep. is he has 10 of his players projected for top 20 finishes. Oh, nice um, close tiebreaker there. He drafted a, a really, really good team, a lot of good depth, really good running backs, wide receivers. He warmed up well using the, the Burrow draft. <laughs> that's it. That's the power rankings. That's it, man. That's episode week. That's week one's episode. What did we miss? Shit, man. Nothing. I'm so excited. Me too. Uh, Thursday can't get here soon enough. And Well, I so... I guess now nah, I just got a cat out of the hat. We're recording this on Monday. We're going to post this on Thursday uh, for everybody. So I'm, I'm pumped. Here we go. Football's back, baby. Yeah, man. It's going to be weird, but Let's you do know, it. at least we've got something. All right. We are out here. Peace.